0: All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hi there, today we are going to talk about the three pillars of healing, but before we do, I just want to express how grateful I am to do this work, to be where I am in my grief and to be able to be a guide and support for you who is listening to this podcast and this episode and all the episodes of helping you and through my experience and my own grief that I can be a guide for you on how to take steps forward in your own life. And I'm just so so grateful as i always say i would not have wanted to learn this pain i would not have chosen this path but because i get to help you because i get to do this work and because i know how much this work has helped me in my own life and now i get to guide you through it it is just incredible and i'm feeling really really grateful at this moment so thank you for being here thank thank you for listening and I'm so grateful I get to do this for you. So, we're going to talk about the three pillars to healing. These are the three pillars that I have inside of Gravy Mom's Haven. And the reason I want to share about these three pillars with you is it can be helpful for you to understand different ways of processing pain and how, if you're only focused on one pillar, That the other pillars might be an option to help you access your body and mind in a different way. And also why I focus on these three pillars and how they can help you. So the three pillars of healing that I have inside of Gravy Mom's Haven are processing through your mind, processing through your body, and community. Like I said, sometimes we only focus on one area. And we forget that there are other ways to support healing in our bodies and minds and not always just healing, but growth and movement in our capacity to feel and experience what is happening in our lives. It's like the ability to navigate through difficult things that we are working through in our lives. And the reason I use all of these pillars is because each one has something amazing to offer and sometimes we lean more on one than the other, but each one of these pillars can be incredible tools to help you process the grief in your mind and in your body. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but your mind and your body are connected. So these are just different angles to support your body through this experience of life-changing, life-altering grief. Before we dive into these, I want to run through the emotional framework that I use To help give you kind of direction and awareness. And it starts with the lens in which you look through the world. Who are you? What is your identity? Who are you being as you experience a situation? And then when something happens to you, you have an experience. This is an experience you have. You have thoughts about it. And so this is where I kind of think the mind part of this comes from. The thoughts that you have. What goes... On is in this part of the framework is where you can make changes from from the um, processing in your mind part of the <laughs> pillars that we're talking about today. I don't know if this is making sense, but from the thoughts that you have, you have emotions that come in your body, and then you act from that emotion that you're feeling, and then because of the actions you take, are the results that you get in your life. So the processing in your body part of this stems from the emotion side of this framework. And sometimes in order to change the thought, you have to feel the emotion fully through in your body before you can even be able to let it go. And sometimes you can notice the thought and just by noticing the thought, you're immediately able to let it go and to feel better. And so... Let's start with the processing in your mind. This is the processing that happens in your mind or your brain. This is thought work, um, which is becoming aware of the thoughts going through your mind. This is noticing what thoughts are on repeat in your head and noticing how these thoughts create the results in your life. This is how I spent a lot of my first moments or time in grief talking and talking and talking and talking. I needed to talk and get what thoughts were going through my head, out of my head. I repeated my story over and over and over and over again. I talked about certain situations again and again and again. I would call one person, talk to them, then I will call another person, talk to them. I'd talk to another friend and another you know, family member, And then I'd go to therapy and I'd talk about it all over again. It was just what I needed to do, talk about it again and again. My mind was on hyperdrive and it was all I could do to keep up with everything that was going on inside of it. So this is a very important part of grieving is talking, noticing your thoughts, processing your thoughts, releasing thoughts that are no longer serving you. You can do this through therapy, talking with friends or family, support groups, coaching, Anything that deals with your mind, noticing your thoughts and processing them. An example that could help you is brain dumping. This would be especially helpful when your brain is spinning and anxiety is really high, where you just write everything out of your head onto a piece of paper. And when you can get it out of your head and then take a look at it, there might be many things that you can immediately let go of Just because they're so real and big in your head, but when you put them on paper, you realize that it's actually not something you need to worry about. This is one way to process pain, to let go of suffering and focus on the things that you want to in your life. So the next pillar is processing in your body. This is a pillar that I don't think people realize how important it is yet like yeah we hear all the time it's important to feel your feelings let yourself feel what you feel but are you actually doing it and why is it so important I recently asked a friend this if she believes feelings play a huge role in your experience and she was like yeah she said a few years ago she wouldn't have believed them to be so important to pay attention to but now she believes it and we're talking about how they affect everything Your health, the actions you take, the relationships you have, the way you show up in your life. If you think of the emotions in your body, they are like energy. And the energy needs to flow through your body. We so often attach to what we're feeling in our body. But if we can just let go of that attachment or that judgment and just like notice that that energy needs to flow through your body. If you can imagine a wall blocking it, um, that's kind of what we tend to do. We tend to block that energy flow, and then it builds up and builds up inside of your body instead of flowing through your body. So how can you process sensations in your body? This can be any way that you can physically move energy. This could be massage, sacral therapy, yoga, meditation, tapping meditation, movement in your body like Walking, breath work, mindfulness practices, sound meditation, therapy, emotion code, and any sort of body work. There are many different ways and they can all be supportive of your body. These are physical, sensation, tangible ways. This actually is also how to finish the trauma response cycles to ground your nervous system and calm your body down out of the fight or flight responses as well you can't think your way out of trauma, but you can show your brain through your body that it's okay to relax, that you are safe, and that you're going to be okay. So these are not thinking with your mind. They're helping you get out of your head, but you can do these processing activities with presence, mindfulness, being as you feel, experience, and allow. And There is something completely different about going on a walk and listening to a podcast and going on a walk and noticing what you're feeling in your body, noticing the trees around you, intentionally thinking thoughts or affirmations as you walk. These are two completely different experiences. So just doing the activities isn't the same as doing the activities with intention, presence, and mindfulness. The third pillar I want to talk about, as it's also a very important pillar in human connection and grief, is community. Even if that community is just one person, but having someone else who gets you, another person who can say, I hear you, I see you, I understand you. I often say that grieving moms have a language that they can share without talking. It's a language of the heart and the body. And you don't even have to talk to understand each other because you get it, you know what it's like. Having a space to be exactly where you are without needing to be anywhere different or feeling judged that other people think you should be better or moving on by now is invaluable. And I've had many moms inside of grieving mom's haven say it over and over again that they don't have the community outside of it And they are so thankful for this place where they know that if they need the support, they can get it from here. I found a study on PLOS1 and the title was, What is Good Grief Support? Exploring the Actions and Actors in Social Support After Traumatic Grief. And here's just a little blip from that. And it says, social support seems to enhance well-being and health in many populations. Conversely, poor social support and loneliness are social detriment of poor health outcomes and can adversely affect physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Social support is especially important in traumatic grief. However, the ways in which grieving individuals interpret and define social support is not well understood, and little is known about what specific behaviors are perceived as helpful. I know for myself, I was a part of a group of moms that we could message each other anytime we were feeling exhausted or like we can't do this anymore. Anytime we were struggling with something, we could share it there and it was so nice to have a place where they get it. They know what I'm going through. The moms in that group, some of them have become really good friends of mine and we probably wouldn't have become friends in the way that we have if we didn't both lose our babies. So. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but what happens when you don't have the support you thought you would? Maybe you thought your friends or your family would be there to support you. Have you ever had a conversation with a friend since your child died that just baffles you? Like something like they think that you should move on or they ask you when you are going to be yourself again and you don't even have the words to explain how hard that you are trying every single day or how getting up in the morning and doing the things you need to do is a gargantuan effort. And then you feel very alone because nobody understands you and everybody wants you to just be better and moving on already. And it feels unfair that friends and family aren't always the best support system. It feels like they should be. Like if you have been a good support system, person for them in the past like why are they not there for you if you have supportive friends and families amazing and I'm happy for you if you don't you have to do a little more work to find a place of support because it's so so important for you in how you grieve and how you show up in your grief you could join grieving mom's haven or come to my in-person retreat this fall you could go to a local support group You could reach out to any moms that you know who have gone through the same experience. You could create a place of support or you could join a place of support. If you don't have support in your life, please, please, please find a space that you feel comfortable and get the support that you need. You do not need to do this alone. There is support out there and yes, it can feel like people should do better But if you don't have the support you need, they are not. So it's up to you to fill that void. A part of having a community is learning that you are not alone. If you're anything like me, I felt crazy. I felt isolated and like nobody understands me. But when I began to connect with others who get it, then I started to realize that I'm not crazy. I'm not alone, and my experience is completely normal. It's amazing the weight that takes off your shoulders when you don't have to try to be different because you see you're okay exactly where you're at. Having people who get you, who understand the pain you are going through, who don't, you don't have to defend or try to explain the depth of your pain is invaluable. That's why it's a pillar that I focus on because having that support is shown to help you cope and learn how to live again. So to recap the three pillars, it's processing in your mind. This is noticing your thoughts, coaching, therapy, talking, being in your head. And then there's processing in your body. This is any body work, mindfulness practices, movement, yoga, anything that helps you feel, experience, and notice sensations and energy in your body. And then the last one is community, having others who get you, who understand you, and you don't have to explain yourself or what you're feeling because you're understood. As always, I hope this episode is helpful for you in understanding yourself. And also, maybe notice if any of these three pillars are lacking in your life. Do you need to find a place that has one of these three pillars? Do you need to add something else to support your inner life? Of course, come join Gravy Moms Haven if so, as it's based on these three pillars and it's your one-stop place for everything you need to support you when you're grieving the death of your baby or child. And if you like this episode, reach out to me on Instagram at Cultivated Family, share it in your stories and take me there. Let's join together to get more moms this message of hope, support, and guidance for their grief journeys. You got this, my friend. I'll see you next week. Take care. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Grieving Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for grieving moms, where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.